Nikki. Hey, Gabby. So today we are talking all about authenticity, being your authentic self, just being you, loving who you are, and being genuine about it. So when I think about authenticity, I mean, really, I just think about being real. Um, I feel like it's so easy to go with the flow of everyone else that Mm -hmm. a lot of times you lose yourself. And basically just looking up what being your authentic self is. um, I found a a definition that says it's who you really are deep down inside. The Mm -hmm. part of you that doesn't care what others think. And I love that. I love that definition. (laughs) Like I love the fact that you had to throw in there like I don't care what people think. This is me. And obviously as we get into it there's you know, I'm, we're not going to go into the toxic traits of who you are, and you should care about that. Yeah, so of course. <laughs> before, you know, you start making judgments on anything, this is we're, we're trying to say the good stuff of your authentic self. Yes. Um, being genuine, being original, being real, being true to yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and we want to start talking about at what point do you become someone else that you're not like Mm. when do you lose your authenticity yeah I love that definition because for a while I struggled with what does it even mean to be me you know Mm. what I mean like what does that even mean but it's when you do what you enjoy or you be who you are and not worry about if someone's gonna like it or not that's the Mm. first detector you can use to decide if I'm trying to be something for somebody else so I guess when you it probably starts at a really young age. Yeah. You know, when you start to recognize some things that you may not like about yourself, some things that are different, what other people consider acceptable, mm-hmm. not acceptable. I, I like one thing that comes to my mind is like clothes and shoes, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's huge, especially <laughs> as a kid. Oh mm-hmm. my goodness. People are admired by, you know, the name brand clothes or the name brand mm-hmm. shoes. And then if you can't have that, you know, it's out of your control as a child. Yeah. So you start to find ways to fit in and alter your personality or do whatever you have to do to be like Mm -hmm. those people. But, you know, it takes away from who you, from people getting to know you and see you and accept you for who you actually are. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's crazy. So yeah, I think it starts at childhood as well. I mean, obviously throughout life there's situations that could probably cause you to be inauthentic, but you know, it's, it's really, I feel, feel like it's fear based a Mm. lot of it. Like you're afraid of, being the quote-unquote oddball out and it's not even being odd it's being you but because you're not you know popular you're not dressing like everyone you're not acting like everyone I know like for me I really dealt with it um you know not being my authentic self because I just wanted to fit in so bad and I was so afraid that if I wasn't like everyone else Mm -hmm. that I would be even more lonely I would have even less friends I wouldn't have people who you know, really even wanted to be around me. Or they may say things, like you said, being a kid, they may say things and make fun of you. And now you feel even more awkward and yes. ostracized and isolated. <laughs> and um, you just start to take on other people's traits and personalities. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like for me, um, like the fear of not being quote unquote popular or accepted really from a young age, um, like caused identity issues in me, especially in high school. Um, oh my gosh, high school was, I just look back and say, God, thank you for getting me through that. <laughs> because, I mean, once I got to about 13, 14, I just 
I was hanging out with some older people, like some old, older cousins. I was, you know, just hanging out with a whole different group of people. And I felt like I had to quote unquote act older and do the things that they were doing. And it just didn't feel right to me. Yes. I, I, I actually really hated a lot of the mm. things I did in high school in the moment of me doing it. But it was like you in my mind, which now looking back at it is ridiculous. But in my mind at that time, it was like, if you don't do this, you are literally not going to have any friends. Mm. You're not going to fit in. So you and knew it while I knew you were it. doing it. I knew it. I can't mm. tell you how many times, like, even in high school that I just, I cried, like, thinking about, like, I don't like doing this. I don't like hanging out with these people. I don't like being like this. I think for me, too, just because it was such a vast, cha- different change from, you know, my upbringing to high school, like, I was brought up in the church. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved God, gave my life to God at a very young age. Um, and that was really where my heart was at. Even as a kid, that's really where my heart was at. But then as I got older, you know, you start to have the influences of drinking, sneaking out, you know, just stupid stuff that yeah. you shouldn't be doing at that age. But um, I did it because everyone else was doing it. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I, it just didn't feel right at my core. Like it says, to, to be your authentic self, it's something deep down inside. And I knew I was going against something that you was deep. You were fighting yourself. Yes, I was fighting myself. And I actually had, <laughs> I had actually a really bad attitude problem in high school. Mm-hmm. And I never really correlated until years later. Because I thought to myself, my life was good. I came from a good family. I had a good life. Like, why did I have such an attitude problem? And then one day, I don't know, sometime in my 20s, I was really just trying to figure it out. And I, like, correlated the fact that I was having these identity issues and I was being pulled in these different directions that I didn't really want to go but in that mm. space I was like I there's no other option in in my mind at that point and I think that's what caused like a bad attitude is because I did not know how to process that correctly and I didn't talk about it yeah. so I internalized so much that makes sense. Wow, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, high school is definitely like the biggest place where you have this identity crisis because it's like a standard for what is accepted, what is popular, what is cool, what is in. And if you aren't in that little window, Mm -hmm. then you're left feeling inadequate. Mm -hmm. Um, I know one thing that I struggled with um, in my teen years and then even getting older you know, my later teen years was Mm -hmm. I was afraid to be myself around some people. And I was afraid of coming off fake a lot. I remember it would give me anxiety if one of my, I'll just use this as an example, one of my friends and another one of my friends were to hang out together or to bring my friends around my family because there would be times where there were certain people who I did feel like I could be my full self around and other people who I absolutely could not. You know, obviously I am who I am when Mm -hmm. we hang out, but there are some people who would say she is quiet as a mouse. She is super shy. She is. But if they seen us, they would be like, um, you, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. who is this? Right. And so I was always afraid that that would come off as disingenuous or, okay. you know, like I was being fake or whatever. So it would give me literal anxiety to bring those two worlds together. Like the people who I don't feel like I can be my full self mm-hmm. around, who I'm more quiet and reserved and the people who I am my full self around mm-hmm. because I didn't know who to be. I was right. like, what personality do I give? Do I be myself and and have fun and then have them looking at me crazy? Do I just be quiet and not talk like I normally do Mm -hmm. and have my friends looking at me like I'm crazy? You know what I mean? And it was kind of just like 
and and when you think about it that much, I feel like you really come off inauthentic. Yeah. You know what I mean? When you're overthinking it like that and you're trying to be, you know, who you yeah. like, it just, you can't try to be one way. You know what I mean? You have to just be. And now that I've learned over the years that it's not just me who has, I think different people bring out different sides of Oh, yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? And now that I've learned that, that's completely normal. Like, I'm not going to be... I realized without even really thinking too much about it that the part of me that my husband sees and gets, Mm -hmm. literally nobody else gets that. Mm -hmm. And I think about the way I am with him, the way I act around him, the way that I talk to him, the things that I'm comfortable to say around him. I realized that, like, if other people got to see this side of me, they would be like, whoa. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? So it's like different people bring out different sides of you and that's what I had to accept and that's what I had to learn to love because I didn't know who to be (laughs) and that's so good because I struggle with that Mm -hmm. and and I've had people literally like assume that I'm some sort of way because of the brief altercation they've had with me Mm -hmm. um you know I'm not my super open outgoing self with everyone because I just I just don't let everyone have access to me in that way. Not that I purposely hold back, but I just, I'm very cautious with who I let in, especially just situations I've had in my life. I'm just very cautious of who Mm -hmm. I let in. Um, So I struggled with that for a long time because people would always be like, oh, she's, like in high school, like, oh, she's shy or she's stuck up or like she don't want to. And it's like, no, I just, I'm quiet and I'm soaking all things in Mm -hmm. and like, I'm just not giving that part of me to you. But for you to, like, be able to recognize, like, hey, it's okay. Like, certain people bring certain things out of you, and that's perfectly fine, and that's perfectly normal. Um, What I've learned, though, is that the people who are closest to me um, are the people that I want to be my most authentic self with. I would hate Mm -hmm. to be in a relationship with a boyfriend or a spouse and not be able to be my authentic self. I would hate to be in a a friendship, like a very close friendship or a best friendship and not be able to be my open self. Um, Those people who are closest to you, I would want them to bring out that side of me. I wouldn't want to shut that part off of me because mm-hmm. I feel like that's just more isolation like you're it's like you're holding back your light yeah and, and and you're preventing other people to enjoy the benefits of being in a relationship with yeah. you yeah and it has to flow naturally it does yes like I think that sometimes people want to force you to bring it out mm-hmm. you know what I mean and like I remember, this is such a random example. It didn't happen to me, but it happened to somebody I was with. I was hanging out with someone, and um, it was another person there who we aren't very close to. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the person I was with was dressed more conservative that day, kind of baggy clothes, just kind of chill. And they were like, why did you come here like that? You don't do that on social media. You be all sexy on social media. I be seeing all your sexy pictures, and when you be going out with your other friends and stuff, and I'm like... Okay, like, first of all, this is, like, a really chill family thing. Yeah, and I was like, maybe she just didn't feel comfortable dressing that way coming here. This is, like, a family thing, like... And it's none of your business why I decided to wear it today. Exactly. (laughs) It was the weirdest thing, and I think that sometimes people will try to force you to... I don't know, come out of your shell or whatever. But it's like, if you don't bring that part of me out, you just don't bring that part of me out. And it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Like, not (laughs) everyone has access to you in that way. And they shouldn't. Like, you should be able... And and even being your authentic self. Like, I don't think it's inauthentic that you 
you uh, don't allow people to see your full self in certain situations. Like there might be, some, there might be an energy, and I'm not like this like weirdo woo woo energy type <laughs> not stuff. Not a weirdo, but <laughs> I shouldn't say that. Let me not say that because some people are really into it. I'm not into the whole universe type stuff but i do believe in energy that there are energies you get good and bad vibes from people based off of how they show up so there is truth to that (laughs) but sometimes you just get a a off energy from someone you're just like "Eh, no yeah i'm I'm just not comfortable yeah Yeah, and that's not my fault that you make me uncomfortable (laughs) like don't get mad at me because i'm uncomfortable around you make me more comfortable (laughs) and you're gonna force it on me like (laughs) yeah it don't work like that that's so weird um i would say too like Sometimes it's just something internally. Like one of the things I would say is self-esteem issues. Mm -hmm. Um, I think self-esteem, the way you just look at yourself, how you view yourself. And that could be, there's so many things like root causes to why you look at yourself in a skewed vision. Mm -hmm. But I think a lot of times that causes like imposter syndrome Mm -hmm. because you have like these limiting beliefs about I'm not good enough or I'm not smart enough or... Um, with my family background, I couldn't do that. Yeah. And I have to I have to actually now be something else. Um, so basically, imposter syndrome is just you're doubting your abilities. Yeah. You just feel like you're inadequate for some, some type of way. And typically, when you're feeling inadequacy, I can speak from experience, it stems from some sort of low self-esteem. Yeah. Um, and, and that might not be necessarily your fault. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, unfortunately, I've heard people, you know, they grow up in households where it's not very loving and not very fruitful and not, you know, very encouraging. So mm-hmm. from, like we were talking about earlier, from a childhood um, age, you're, you're being told that you're not enough. Mm-hmm. So now you feel like you have to um, overcompensate in another area yeah. to make up for that when it's really, you're not happy. Or you think about girls and they call them fast when they're young but you have no idea what has caused that Mm -hmm. that is not them at their core something has happened to cause them to this have this identity issue and they identify with that and now not only do they have that struggle but now they're being told by people who are around them that oh you're stop being fast stop being fast and it's like so you you're already you're yes so now you grow up thinking this so it, it's these identity issues that are deeply rooted in us that cause us to not show up as who we really are yes i agree and even with that imposter syndrome people have a tendency to put you in a box mm. they have a tendency to put yes. you in a box and then when you don't feel like you align with that box and you try and step out of that box and you try to be who you actually are or you f- who you feel you are, however you want to express yourself, you can develop imposter syndrome. Yeah. You know what I mean? You feel like yeah. as a black woman, you're supposed to be this or mm-hmm. as a white woman, you're supposed to be this or as a Christian, you're supposed to be this. You should carry yourself this way. I remember being young and, you know, being told that dark-skinned girls shouldn't wear... Um, blonde hair or they should not wear bright colors don't wear like bright pinks and stuff and i mean it was crazy like i feel like i feel like bright colors look amazing on dark skin like they just pop like when i be i'm like oh my god that's so gorgeous like it does just pops yeah off the skin yeah i I love it now i'm like my nails gonna be pink every time you see me if i can help it but i really subscribe i used to subscribe to that i used to look at girls with blonde highlights and think it was so pretty but i would never get it because i'm too dark Mm -hmm. And it's like, shut up. Like, you know what I mean? And now I don't care. But I definitely recognize that, you know, even for, I think that sometimes 
for black women especially. I don't I don't know if I can say dark skin only because I have I'm not a light skinned black woman, so yes, I don't know their experience. Yeah. But we are expected to be strong and tough and you know hard working black woman. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So it's like. I don't feel that way. I feel very soft. I feel very feminine. Yeah. I feel very pretty. I want to be protected. I want to be, you know what I mean? And that's how I feel. And that's how I want to carry myself. And I think that sometimes um, I might throw people off with my personality. I'm not what they thought they were going to get. So there are certain like reels or TikToks. There's certain things that just stick in my head. <laughs> and like, there's one that's like, dude, you're actually really funny. And they're like, yeah, uh, I know. But like, what was it, a couple months ago, you were like, Soma Silva was like, oh my gosh, Gabby's actually really funny. And I was like, uh, yeah, I know I am. Like, <laughs> No, seriously though, no, y'all listen. No, Gabby is legit one of the most funniest people I know. And I think that it's because you don't be doing it on purpose. It's nothing funnier than the person that's hilarious and they're not even trying. She just be saying stuff and I'd be like, oh, what? <laughs> Just crack it up. But yes, you, you that's exactly it. Yeah. I don't know if people just think you're just quiet and shy. So mm-hmm. n- then they get to experience your personality and they're like, oh my God. Yeah, you know like, what I mean? Who are you now? And it's like, I've always been this. You just, just not getting to see it. And that's the thing too is that we sometimes assume mm-hmm. that we have to hold back. They won't like me. They won't yeah. accept me. And then when you show yourself... Then they love you. You're like, yeah. oh, oh, oh I, nice. I could have been like this the whole time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I didn't have to hide the whole time. <laughs> um, so I know we kind of talked about little tidbits of, you know, things that we've experienced with, um, you know, being inadequate. Like I talked about high school. But, you know, not even outside of like your childhood age, like growing up and being like in my 20s, mm-hmm. um, there was times where I struggled with that because, so one, I was coming out of my, I guess you want to call it rebellious phase in mm-hmm. high school, and I was really getting back to my a really serious, uh, real relationship with God again, mm-hmm. um, and you know getting back into church, and it felt like there were times though that I still couldn't be myself. You know, mm-hmm. there was things that I like to listen to or I like to do that may have gone against what the quote unquote people of the church thought was deemed acceptable and it was like even times where i had to be like oh i can't tell people at church i love to listen to prince because they're gonna be like prince what Mm -hmm. (laughs) or i i may have not been able to say yeah i like to go to a winery and have glass of wine alcohol (laughs) and it's like (laughs) you even (laughs) right and it's like wait wait wait. i could have swore jesus turned water into (laughs) wine and that was his first miracle so hold up and it was some good wine they said so the best (laughs) right (laughs) but like even getting older and like you 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 don't only struggle with that as a child absolutely like you can bring those insecurities and they can look much different because then it went from me wanting to fit in with the quote-unquote world to being like okay no i'm gonna be more of my authentic self and it's like wait wait wait, no you can't be fully authentic here around these people because we have our own preconceived notions of what it is to be like you said a a box Mm -hmm. what is to be a quote-unquote christian or what it is to be a mother or what it is to be a whatever so now you're put into this box and you're like okay well here's a new box for me i went from one box to the next box (laughs) literally what am i gonna do and you don't even (laughs) recognize it because you feel like you're doing everything right or at least you're trying to but you don't even see it at first like i know i didn't see it at first it's like so many things that are frowned upon you know what i mean like 
if you have a child out of wedlock already, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Then you're almost, and I'm not saying anybody ever said anything like this to me at church, mm-hmm. but you're almost just kind of viewed as not as holy as the women who waited. You yeah. know what I mean? Or if you're anything like that. Literally, I've heard people, and I won't say like specific situations or when in life, but mm-hmm. I've, so I've spent my whole life, essentially my whole life in church. Mm-hmm. So I've heard people like tell other women oh you're pregnant hurry up and get married as if that was going to cover their sin of being pregnant and having sex before marriage like oh but if you get if you get married real quick before you have the baby like you're good and it's like again that's (laughs) a whole identity issue no it's not that it's false and that is so toxic so toxic like we allow people to put these things like put these seeds into us and then we start to grow all these like not good fruit, but bad things. And we're producing mm-hmm. these these toxic issues. And we Man. bring them on to different seasons of our lives. And sometimes you can pass them on to other people because now you start believing what the other person said as true. Absolutely. And it's, it's a toxic cycle. It is. And you have to be so careful. You have to be so careful because, like Abby, like you just said, you going from one box to another. That's literally what I did. I literally thought that I took my old life, packed it up, shipped it away to China or somewhere, I don't know, and I got a new life, and I just jumped into it. I mean, I, I swear it felt like it happened overnight. I had all old friends. I was literally smoking, drinking, partying, everything. I got pregnant. I stopped the smoking. I stopped the drinking. Uh, while I was pregnant, I started getting back into church, and I joined the church after my daughter was born. At, within a, a year, I was married, and I was back in the church, and I was training to be a deaconess. Yeah. <laughs> You from one extreme to the next. So fast. <laughs> and I thought that I was doing therapy. I thought I was doing work. I thought that this was all me becoming better and healing and growing. And I just thought I was like coming from being a caterpillar to a butterfly. But really, I didn't. I just moved from one tree to another tree. And I was still a caterpillar, I guess, if I have to use a metaphor. Because I wasn't, really you, I wasn't doing the work. And now... That I'm 31 years old and I've been doing it since 2020. I really started doing the work. But now I have to deprogram all of that stuff. Because I went from trying to fit in with the party girls and the pretty girls and the girls who are traveling and taking pictures and getting VIP in the club Mm -hmm. to trying to fit in with the girls with VIP in the church. Right. Right. (laughs) Basically. Basically. And now I'm deprogramming all of it and I'm having a relationship with Christ instead of religion Mm -hmm. and I just wish I would have known back then, you know what I mean? That you have to do work, too. You can't just close your eyes and act like that old life isn't there anymore. It's still there. You got to deal with that. It's still there, and it will always be there. And the the bad thing about that is when you try to suppress those things, you really start to believe, like, oh, things are good. And it's Mm -hmm. like but they trickle into different areas of your life and you don't always see it trickles into your relationships. It trickles into um, how you think about yourself, how you look at yourself, how you decide to show up in the world. Do you go after your goals? Like it starts to trickle in those areas. If you don't say, no, I am going to deprogram Mm -hmm. all of the stuff that I thought was true and actually evaluate myself. So I want to start talking then like, how do we get out of that? And how do we actually begin walking in our most authentic self? Um, so there's so many things you can do. 
I personally think one of the things is actually spending time with yourself and evaluating, mm-hmm. like doing self-evaluation and saying, who am I? Yeah. What do I like? Mm-hmm. What are my morals? What are my values? What do I believe? Do I actually believe, you know, the things that I've went along with all my life? But if I mm-hmm. sit in by myself without all these external factors, without all these other voices, like you become to really know who you are. And, and mm-hmm. I think a lot of people don't like that because you will start to find some of the bad things about you. Yes. But that's good. Like, I want to know every portion of me, even the bad parts of me, because I then know what I need to fix and how I become happier, how I become more authentic. How do I tackle those things? Mm -hmm. But it it starts with, who am I? Getting to know yourself. (laughs) And it's so crazy that you said that because there was a time where it is was really difficult for me to just be alone like to spend time with myself i remember one time um i was married still my kids are probably like six and four or something Mm -hmm. like that maybe younger and i was like i'm gonna take some alone time i was a stay-at-home mom at the time i was like i'm gonna take some me time i'm going to the park i took a book Mm -hmm. i went and sat under a tree and I couldn't even focus on it because in my brain, I felt so stupid for being out alone. Really? Like, I literally just kept looking around like people are looking at me like I'm a freak because I'm out here by myself. Wow. I really struggled. And we talked a long time ago before mm-hmm. about going out on your own. Mm-hmm. That literally was something that was so hard for me to understand. Like, mm-hmm. I legitimately could not understand why anyone would go out and be alone mm-hmm. unless you had to mm-hmm. you know and I remember y'all being like you know you don't do it because you have to you do it because you want to and a little yeah. part of me didn't believe y'all I was like that's not true nobody's <laughs> going out to eat alone or to a movie alone or now I won't if go you... to movies alone <laughs> I'll go out to eat and I'll go to parks and I'll go to I even went to concerts alone but I ain't going to not movies. to the movies <laughs> I don't know what it is I just ain't going there alone yeah but like now I get it like it's an amazing thing and now that i'm i got three kids now so i'll be like please please get out of here saturdays are my favorite day ever my husband is at work i can um take my kids to play with their cousins or have a play date or something like that and i can get up i can go get coffee i can get my nails done i can go shop i can go read i can go for a walk and it's my favorite thing in the world and that's how i know that i've grown in that area Mm -hmm. to where i can spend time with myself but i wonder for you guys who are listening If you have done those things, have you spent time alone to really sit with your thoughts? And are you comfortable doing that? Because that is a huge uh, way to reveal if you're comfortable being your authentic self. Some people cannot go out and do things without posting it on social media. Like it has no value to it unless other people see it. It's almost like I'm only doing this so I can do that. You know, I feel like there's a lot of people who are so addicted Mm -hmm. to social media that they, they actively look for places to go and things to do just Just to to show other people. It's almost like a show off thing. Like, look what I'm doing, guys. I live an exciting life. And it's like, just go live life. That's why I always suggest like taking fasts from social media, take a break, Mm -hmm. completely turn it all off. And disconnect and live your life. That's a great way to <laughs> great, get and back that's a to great you. way. Yeah, that's a great way to be your authentic self because social media, a lot of times, can influence you to be other people and to do what other people are doing and mm-hmm. to live a life that's not the life you want to live, but because everyone else is doing it, you feel like I need to do it too. But if you disconnect from social media, 
now you can focus on you and yeah. like how you talk about how you've grown in that situation i feel like um another step in becoming more authentic is when you're growing like that you're becoming um more accepting of yourself mm -hmm. you're loving yourself more and when you love yourself when you begin to value yourself and mm -hmm. see your worth then you realize like i'm not dimming my light i'm not going to stay in this box i'm not going to live the life that other people think i should i am going to be me because i love who i am and i love the the person that i want to become yes. and the path that i want to go down and i don't care what anyone else says yeah. Amen. So I think loving yourself, you ha you have to. Yeah, you have to. The yeah. reason why you're not showing your authentic self is maybe because you don't like who you are. Mm -hmm. So it's a big uh, part of being able to be comfortable with being authentic. So with that being said, at what point do you feel like you started to get there? Accepting who you are and working towards loving yourself and working towards being fully authentic. I would say, I can't think of a, a particular moment. Mm -hmm. I do know once I got to my 30s, or very close to my 30s, it was just like a, a paradigm shift. I don't know. I don't know mm -hmm. what, I don't know exactly what it was. I don't know if it was life experiences and maturity, um, but it was almost like a light switch went off. Yes. And it was like, psh. <laughs> care what people think and i don't say that in a negative way like you just are going to be out here being right. crazy and toxic but like i don't i don't care about what you want me to be or yeah. how you think i should be like I, I i want to be me i want to live my life for me i don't want to be like everyone else i don't want to compare myself to everyone else i just want to be happy with who i am so i would say getting to my 30s and, and it, it's obviously not a, a day and night situation it takes yeah, time course. it's a process so there's, there's definitely things I'm still working through that I struggle with mm -hmm. but as I get older I feel like I just become more authentically myself and it's I, I think I really just think that's based on just not caring anymore yeah about other people's opinions and I love what you said about a light switch because it just is like a light switch yeah. and I'm like it's something about turning 30 like what is it <laughs> I don't know what um, it is <laughs> and when I turn 30 oh my gosh this year so for me to answer the same question that you just answered yeah. I relate to a lot of like you said paradigm shift light switch yeah. turning 30 all of those but when the year i turned 30 was 2020 mm -hmm. um in that year COVID was obviously october 2019 when it really started to hit but it took control the pandemic really took over in yeah. 2020 um i had a baby in 2020 i lost my mom in 2020 mm -hmm. the pandemic happened in 2020 i turned 30 in 2020 uh yeah a <laughs> um a lot was going on in 2020 and we were um, quarantined. Everyone was mm -hmm. quarantined. Now, mind you, I was always a person who was afraid to say no to things, even though when I would go, I would be super anxious. So, baby, when the <laughs> when the pandemic hit. Hallelujah. Oh, my yes. gosh. And they said, stay at home. And I was like, nope, can't come. And I was pregnant, so I had double excuses. <laughs> it's a pandemic. I'm pregnant. Like, I can't risk it at all. Like, you guys can't. Like, I can't risk it at yeah. all. <laughs> I'm super high risk, okay? 
that was like everything to me. I literally needed that. I needed a minute to unplug and to see what it was like to have seven days go by where I wasn't surrounded by people who make me uncomfortable or who I'm not able to be my full self around. Um, I started counseling in 2020. Um, So all of these things happened, you know what I mean? And they forced me to look at myself. They forced me to reevaluate. Like I didn't have any option. And when I, that's when I started realizing I have a choice. You know what I mean? I have a choice to stay in this position. I have a choice on who do I keep around me. So that's when I just kept saying like God was dropping little nuggets of wisdom constantly for me. And it was like a light switch. It was like the snap of a finger. Like one minute you see it, the next minute you don't. Like one minute I'm super afraid of what people think. The next minute I realize why do I care? Another big thing I was telling my counselor this is that like I realized that ain't nobody even thinking about me like that. And it was so freeing for me because sometimes you get so worked out up about what people think of you all the time and then sometimes people just ain't checking for you like that and when you realize that it is it's freedom in a sense because it's like yes people you do you will have a few haters here and there but let's be honest i'm not a freaking celebrity i'm not whoever you know what i mean that's huge that has people looking at them picking their lives apart every day and when i realized that like Girl, nobody's constantly looking at you, evaluating you, thinking about your marriage, the way you dress, the way you look, the way you talk. And if they are, they're a stalker. And if they are, that's their issue. That's your issue, (laughs) and that's not mine. (laughs) Exactly. So some of those realizations, eye-openers, just those golden nuggets of wisdom that Mm -hmm. God just kept dropping, I just felt like 2020 was a year that a lot of change happened for me. Yeah. And that's awesome. Sometimes you just need that change to really boost you into the next season of life. And the thing about the next season of life is when you start walking into like your purpose and your identity and who you are and you find out those things Mm -hmm. and you start living those things, not only do you become happier, but that actually creates better relationships. Mm -hmm. Like obviously you'll weed out the people who want to put you in a box and that's okay. I'll weed you out. You don't need to be in my life if you're trying to do that. (laughs) But I found a quote um, by, and I hope I'm pronouncing this name right, but I think it's pronounced Breen Brown. Um, is a psychologist, and um, they explain how authenticity is an essential part of the developing of developing meaningful relationships. When people show up with their vulnerabilities, it allows them to truly connect with and feel close to others. Mm. And we kind of just talked about that um, on a live um, not too long ago yes. about. Um, you know, when you're vulnerable and you're mm-hmm. open and you're transparent, you're going to make deep connections with people because yes. people are going to see your authentic self and they're going to be like, wow, I think They'll that same way to too. It. Wow. I feel that too. Wow. I experienced that too. Instead of you being, um, picture perfect Patty mm-hmm. who never has anything going on in life and no one can relate to. No it's like, I'm to going you. to be authentic now and I'm going to be myself now and I'm going to keep myself open now because not only is it helping me to grow, but that's going to help other people to hopefully walk in their authentic self as well. Yeah. So before we close, I want us to answer some questions. You know, we like to do some sort of activity. Mm-hmm. Um, so the question is, what is one thing that you struggle with being authentic in your daily life? And then to follow up that is, what is one step you can take to be more authentic in that area? Hmm. Oh, man. Okay, so <laughs> okay. This, this one for me is like, 
I, I've, I struggle with my weight. And because of that, I struggle with wearing the clothes that I really like. Mm. I always wear stuff that hides me. You know what I mean? I try to wear, I I wear stuff. I don't go and shop for what's cute. Mm -hmm. I shop for what hides me. You know what I mean? And I'm like, I hate that because I love fashion. I love clothes and I want to be comfortable with myself. Yeah. So I guess what I can do to work on that is to continue to not worry about what other people think mm-hmm. and be free to wear what I want to do but also to take care of myself I feel like if you don't like your weight then work on that you know what I mean like I don't want to be stuck here complaining about the same thing over and over again like I'm at a point now where I'm like I'm gonna do something about it you know what I mean and I'm not gonna just sit and sulk and be upset like when I can't be upset at anyone but myself if I haven't taken actionable steps to change it. And that's yeah. what, like, again, that was one of the big revelations that I had is that you can change it. Like, if there's things you don't like, then you can change them. And le- learning to love the things that you cannot change. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's one thing that I'm working on. Um, That's good. For me, I would feel like the areas that I'm not always my authentic self is I don't always value my opinions. Mm-hmm. So, like, if I'm in a conversation with someone... If I feel like I don't, I'm not knowledgeable enough or I don't have enough experience in it, I sometimes shrink myself down. Um, and and it's not that I don't have things to say because like internally it's like, yeah. I want to say this, I want to say this. But then I get the thoughts of like, that's stupid. That's not valuable. Like, who do you think you are? <laughs> like, you don't know anything about that. And it's like I, I shut down that part of me that, wants to share and wants to get excited about a conversation because I don't think I have enough value to bring to it or I feel Mm. like this person's too smart. Um, I'm not smart enough to have a conversation like this. Or So a lot of times I can find myself being more quiet Mm -hmm. than usual. And it's, again, it's not who I am because in my mind, it's like, it's like racing all these thoughts of like, oh, I know what to say to that. I know what to say to that. <laughs> I know what to say to that. But because I, I'm not super confident in that, I... Just hold it I in. scale it back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I scale it back. And it's like, man, like if you would just share the things that you're thinking about and your opinions and, and be more conversational, like people won't have this preconceived notion that you're just this quiet person who doesn't like to talk and who doesn't um, have thoughts and opinions and And it makes the conversations more enjoyable for yourself as well. It does, because sometimes I just feel like, I just want to say this, but (laughs) but I don't. And in all honesty, if I'm going to be honest, I don't know the Uh step to take for that. (laughs) Uh, I I feel like for me, the, the biggest step I can take is just, just, just do it. do it. Yeah, I don't you think there's what? no. I don't think there's no middle, no middleman in this. Like it's like you just gotta start talking. It and has who to cares be... what they think. Like yeah. who cares if they share the same opinion? Who cares if they don't value opinion? Say what you want to say, and keep it moving. And you know that you're not dumb. No. You know that you're not stupid. Exactly. You know that you have value. You're just afraid that they won't perceive it that way. Yes. And so it's so funny that you said that because this is something that I feel like I'm very recently overcoming. Mm-hmm. There's been times where I'll see debates about men and women mm-hmm. and sex and relationships or politics or anything. Now, listen, honey, I learned my lesson. I'm not getting in politics <laughs> with anybody. I'm not. I'm gonna just be silent That's on the matter. That's a real discussion. Period. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, that people been arguing about that since the beginning of time. Oh, yeah. But um, I recently just said, forget it. I'm gonna say mm-hmm. what I think and what I feel, and you may disagree. But I was, 
I was very pleasantly surprised at how I held my own, yeah. you know, in these conversations. And it's like, just do it because mm-hmm. you'll be surprised um, yeah. at how much you think that other person is so smart. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And then when you finally bring out what it is that you have to add to the conversation, they might be looking at you like, uh, 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 uh. you know what I mean? Yeah, you never and know. that's the crazy part about it because it's like, <laughs> Like you said, I know I'm not stupid. I know mm-hmm. I can hold. I've had. I've held many great conversations, but it's 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 a limiting belief. It's a fear that is just a ridiculous fear. But it's like they're gonna reject me. There, it's like all the negative what ifs. If mm-hmm. I say this, what if they see me weird? What if they see me different? What if they don't value? And it's like. Who cares? You are an extremely valuable person. You have so much knowledge. You have so much worth. Like, just talk. Yeah, and then it's also, again, we talked about this, knowing who you're talking to. Because there are people who will have conversations with you um, and their only goal is to belittle you or prove yeah. you wrong or make you feel stupid. But when you're having conversations with people who actually desire your insight, who want your input, who want to learn, who want to grow, you know what I mean? It's completely different mm-hmm. than someone who just wants to attack you and make you feel. So it's about knowing who you're comfortable to have those conversations yeah. with and then you will start to develop that confidence. That's so good. Well, you guys, we really hope that us talking about being your authentic self and putting our business out as always <laughs> as always really inspires you to just just be your authentic self be who you are um, figure out who you really are live your truth be genuine be real this is your one and only life live it yes. to the fullest be happy with yourself love yourself i could go on and on and on <laughs> a million things <laughs> a million things live life like it's golden you're yes. beautiful you're perfect god don't make no mistakes and just recognize that, realize that, look in the mirror, tell yourself that every single day, I'm beautiful, I'm, yes. a, I'm amazing, God made me perfectly. Exactly. So, as always, we thank you so much for listening. Make sure that you subscribe to yes. this channel so you never miss an episode. We drop them every Monday. Every Monday. We also do a Instagram Live every Wednesday at 7.30 Eastern Time. Make sure that once you get done listening to this episode, if you have not already done so, leave a rating on review, which you can do on Spotify as well as Apple Podcasts. See you guys next week. See you. Bye.